Miriam Tazi in the house. What's up, Malcolm Riddle? Ooh, there she is. She's What's back. Up? You're back. Hold on. I never went anywhere. <laughs> you ready to do this? I guess, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, people. So let's just get down to it. Welcome to another episode of American Riddle. Let me pop this down a little bit. I feel like I'm yelling into the MIC. You are. You're also hyper. Getting that podcast away. So, like... Perkiness. You see what I got to deal with, people? I take a, a bit of a hiatus. <laughs> she's already wound up. No, I'm not. You know what I mean? This coming at me. It's been a while. You know? She's coming, refreshing. To, she, she's coming into the studio with her hair blow-dried to perfection. She showed up and she's ready. Yeah, I'm coming down with she, something, but I'm ready. And she's known as the African with attitude. That's AWA. Still, still funny to me. The co-host with the most. Oh. Miriam Tazi. Oh, thank you, Malcolm. In the building. That's right. I got AKAs too, you know. <clears throat> yeah, the new one is the chief. I am the chief. It's not we'll new. Stick to that one. I've always been known as the chief. Okay. <laughs> I tell you, yeah. So yeah, we just like I said, people uh, just coming off. Uh, yeah, I took a little time. Yeah. A little. I, I can't even remember the last time. Again, I can't remember the last time we did this, but. Cats was quick to be like. Cats it's called been, me out. The grandmaster. Like <laughs> the grandmaster who draws a little faster. He's uh he uh. That's he, new. He's, well, I take it from a it's from a rhyme. Someone else's rhyme. Mm, the grandmaster that cuts a little faster. I just Biter. implemented draws. Ah, it's a more of an homage, Miriam Tazi. More of an homage. All right, let me just turn that down. I think people get the gist of it. So yeah, we're coming on, coming to you live and direct. On the we have we are talking and speaking on some blessed microphones. Yeah, and it's. I feel like I told you before. It's a little sacrilegious. I feel weird looking at these signatures and these. I mean, these are beautiful microphones too, but it's just, it's a little different. It's a little different. Yeah. And we're, we, for those of you, you, this might be your first time tuning in to the American Riddle podcast. And what we're talking about is this is the only podcast that's been blessed by Rakim Allah, the greatest, the great, hands down, undisputed greatest MC that's ever rocked the microphone, mm. you know, in hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, I don't care which. I'm almost getting, getting too excited. I don't, it doesn't. <laughs> you see, I gotta, I gotta pace myself, people. You, you miss I mean? doing this, don't you? You have to understand. Doesn't matter what generation you come from. It could be my son. My son's 15 year, years old, right? His his favorite rapper, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar's favorite rapper is Rakim. You know what I mean? So it it, it just goes down the line, right? History. It's your yes. favorite rapper's favorite rapper, MC, <laughs> Rakim. And well, he's it's not only him. yours, Mike. It's not only your mic. My mic is blessed and, as and well. And normally, yes. And normally, I don't even I don't even heat these mics up. I just keep them on a stand separate. This is a mic. Rakim blessed it. Signature. It's on it. They, these need to be right? in a museum. And then the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm still processing that that one even got signed. The microphone that Miriam Tazi, a.k.a. the African with Attitude, a.k.a. AWA, you know what I mean? The one that she's on right now is blessed by who? Chuck D. The rhyme animal. Okay? The hard rhymer. 
from yeah, Public Enemy. Yeah, I can't believe he like touched this. Oh yeah, he was of... impressed. He was impressed too. Well, I went to see. I hung out, which got a chance to uh, listen to Chuck D. He uh, he did a um, speech, a seminar for uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Right. And he was in uh, Northern Virginia. And we ended up meeting because, uh, you know, he's got a good connection with him and him and uh, Andrew Katz, a.k.a. Grandmaster Katz. Right. Uh, do business, do work together, know each other on an intimate, uh, you know, I guess you can say intimate level, right? Well, they're, they're actually friends. friends. Right? They have, yeah. yeah they're, like, they're, they're close. Imagine your phone rings and it's Chuck yeah. D. <laughs> no. Why, why would he ring? That's crazy. He doesn't know me, but yeah. But he, I'm just saying, just because I mean that happens to him. He so. knows me through through cats, which was which was an amazing experience. Just the fact spending uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, you know, with my son. That alone, I had that weekend off, so that was that was a, a big up for me. In general, I was happy because of that, but also to 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 get down with uh, with uh, cats and and Skip LaRock was there. Um, he he showed up and a couple of, you know a few other people I knew were in the crowd and uh, we listened to uh, yeah we listened to Chuck D and then yeah he signed the you know this bless the mic yeah, yeah it was, that's pretty dope so we're we're pretty we're blessed dope. this podcast let me tell you people something Uh-oh. this pod yeah this <laughs> podcast has been blessed by Rock Him who else what do you mean who else who, the mic just oh to Chuck D damn. Well, when I point, okay, Chuck D. <laughs> we did not okay, practice this. We don't have to. We don't practice. When do we practice anything? Never. Okay. So, okay. So it's been Chuck D. Rakimala, EPMD, right. and who else? Oh yeah, Chi Ali. There you go. She, and, and think about that. It, I mean, the list is growing. I'm telling you, I got to get a KRS One mic. And a Big Daddy. Oh, Kane. good. You didn't forget this time. You know. <laughs> the, what are you talking about? Nothing. How can you forget the B I G D A double D Y K A N E? You can't. What's so funny? Nothing. What the fuck's so funny? <laughs> I'm just glad you did it right. What do you think I was going to mess up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since you seem to forget about it. I don't time. forget about anything. Okay. All right. God. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, just a few more mics. But the, these two are, I mean, these are these are powerful right here. I know. Right? I'm. I'm I'm kind of mind blown right now that I'm using this, but you know, yeah. I'll get used to it. I think I'm just going to retire them and just set them set them up because I don't have to use them. But they, you know, I mean, not? we'll see what it sounds like too. They're beautiful. It's just I, I get, I'm getting distracted. You know, I'm like staring at it. <laughs> it's just, it's you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's crazy when I think about it. I mean, how much I used to just and still do. I mean, I still to this day. We'll just keep Rakim, Eric being Rakim, on heavy rotation. I just do. Same thing with Public Enemy. You know? I mean, All of them. And I listen like to new that. stuff. Like, I keeps, I tell you what I do keep on, I mean, I just listen to it religiously, is um, Run the Jewels. Yeah. All three albums. If you guys haven't, if you haven't had time to listen to it, Killer Mike and LP, I mean, th- these two brothers are killing it. Yeah. No, I missed their show. They were just here. Well, I think they canceled the show. No, they played it. Like, oh, they just came back? Day- yeah, they came back Damn, a few days later. I wish I would have known that. All I right. didn't know. I only found out after um, when my friends I'm going to catch them next time around. <clears throat> They'll be back. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All three albums are just tense. Thumbs up. All the way around. I keep that on heavy rotation. 
I mean, super heavy rotation. And, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Nina Simone lately and like Sharon Jones. So I'm going more funk and soul. But, but that's your style. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm always hip hop, yeah. but. No, like, your, your roots are, are embedded with funk well, and soul. And that's then, the root of hip hop. No, I know that. But <laughs> I, listen to, I listen to rap, like yeah. rap music. You know what I mean? I listen to, I mean, it's just, that's just what it is. There's no really in between. I mean, I do veer off and I'll listen to The Doors and Stones and I'll listen to, you know. Do you like Zeppelin? I do, but it's not, that, it's, you know, it's like Drake for me. You know what I mean? It's like, what? it's not my, it, no, it's like, Whoa. it's just not my guy. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, I like them, you but. compared it, Led Zeppelin to I Drake? I, well, I did in a way, but it's, it, you know what I'm saying. It's like, <clears throat> no, Drake, I don't. Is, Drake is dope and he's. He's that dude, I guess, within the mainstream uh, artists in rap music but and in hip-hop, but <clears throat> he's not my dude, not to say there's something wrong with it. I'll listen to The Doors much, much longer and keep it in rotation than I will Zeppelin. And then I go to The Stones or The Beatles before I go to Zeppelin. What Zeppelin's Jimmy, dope. What about Jimi Hendrix? Zeppelin's dope. I, don't, I never keep Jimmy in rotation, but you know he, he might show up you know, <clears throat> on a playlist or something. Really? Yeah. If I'm listening, to, if I listen to listen to, that's considered classic rock, right? <clears throat> sure. If I do veer, when I do listen, I mean, right now I'm just on on this hip hop thing. But when I do, that, but... when I do go off and, and listen to it, it'll be uh, it, it's the you know I'm a Jim Morrison head, okay, all, through and throughout. Mm-hmm. I just always have been, always will be. You know, poetic. Yeah, you know, I just I, I like his artistic style and his flawed too. It's not clean. It's, it's very rough around the edges. But that's all that rock from that time. No, a lot of lot of them. What I mean by clean, I just mean the, the overall production. It just seems like, and I guess you know, I'm no no music historian, but it seems like they were a little fucked up in the studio too not to while them. they were playing. But you know, it's just well, it shows in the sound. It seems a little bit more rougher to me. Hmm. That's all. I like that kind of rough around the edges. You haven't heard enough Zeppelin then. You know, I'm good. I'm I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. I I really do. I you know, I don't I don't I don't feel I need Zeppelin in my life to complete me. Uh, I get it, you know. I listen to Pink I listen to more Pink Floyd than I will Zeppelin. Not to say there's anything wrong with Zeppelin. Didn't they steal anyway? Huh? Didn't they like rip off uh, a couple black artists and, and pawn it off as their own? I, I don't think know about all that. No one likes a biter. <laughs> okay. Speaking of biters, okay, I said it. What are you gonna do? Nothing. Huh? Don't get me started. I'm sorry. I was just curious because you don't bring them up, so I was just wondering. That's why. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> Settle down, Malcolm Riddle. Damn. So, so what's up? What's going on? What's new? Man, uh, so we've been off. A lot of stuff's been going on, right? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Like what? I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> like what? Because that's all that's on the news right now. I'm not even thinking about that so much. I mean, we get that. I don't think anyone needs to tune into this podcast to, to uh, <clears throat> you know, get their daily dose of news and what's going on in the world. You can turn on any channel and see what's going on, right? Huh? I guess. Yeah, but I mean, there 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 are things I think in 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 life that you can tune onto this podcast to get a, a, a perspective, and I think 
you know, that's that's one of the reasons why I chilled out on the podcast because I, you know, I, a I kind of, and I still am in a lot of ways. I, hopefully, maybe we can get into a a a, uh, a rhythm of doing the podcast. I mean, I don't have a problem pr- producing one every week, but then sometimes I just like you know. W- what is it that I want to say? What is it that I want to do? You know what I mean? Even if I'm talking to one person, we're talking to my son or whomever, like what overall, what, what is it? Or is it interesting enough for me to speak at all? And that's why I took the time off. Cause I was just like, ah, eh, I don't think anyone really at this time moving into the new year and the election and everything. I don't think that the people that follow the podcast or the people that know me are, are that, <clears throat> I don't think that that I would bring anything on an entertainment side of things or even from another point of view. I don't think I could bring anything to the table that would be different or inspiring to me. So I was just like, you know, I don't really want to do it, you know. And maybe I was just kind of exhausted from the atmosphere and everything that's going on. Not that I'm unhappy, you know. I I can be unhappy or I'm but it's not like I'm unhappy this because this side won or this side lost but I mean at the end of the day we all want to win we all you know if we all lose we all can lose in a big way if something goes down yeah you know what I mean yeah we don't want that and I guess that's the overall fundamentally I guess that's the overall fear about um this new administration is but you know you can go back and be like hey people already had the same fear when when uh um, uh, former President Barack Obama took office. He he just had a more, like you said, a more diplomatic way of doing things and making sure that uh, people were properly vetted, uh, you know, before they were, uh, uh, you know, uh, put into place. But again, we don't need to go down that road. We we know what's going on. And I was just on the Cassius Morris podcast, and we talked about that. And it's like I said. You have to be very careful with your words, and you have to choose your words uh, wisely, and uh, because they matter. And at the same time, when I see people running around talking about give give this person a chance, and you want um, President Trump to succeed, I counter that and say you have to be careful when you say that because his success doesn't mean your success. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean my success. It doesn't mean my culture's success. You know, it doesn't. Equate. It doesn't include us. <laughs> it, well, it doesn't. It, it doesn't give the parent appearance and the people that he's surrounded himself and is, is surrounding himself with right now. It doesn't mean that, uh, or should I say, it, it? They have a history of success that doesn't include us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So why are they going to change that? All <clears> of so a I, when someone says. You know, I want him to succeed. You should be very careful and understand what you're saying. Uh, and I think that that leads us into the protesting. I've, I've had a, a chance to protest at a couple of rallies. Uh, me and uh, Grandmaster Katz, um, I think it was even before the election, went to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And we may have covered this on the podcast. Uh, it was an anti-hate rally mm-hmm. when the uh the swastika and the uh, was was someone defaced adam yauch's uh uh park right and so we went up to clean it up but then it turned into a a, a rally against hate and then recently i i attended a rally uh at reagan national airport in washington dc um against the uh 
the the I guess it was against the ban and the uh, refugees not being allowed, uh, you know, into the into the country and mm-hmm. whatever bans that are going on. But mainly, it's a, it's 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 for me personally, it's to stand up uh, for human rights. You know, I call out any president. You know, I don't know if I've, I've publicly called out uh, former President Barack Obama on the podcast. I may have. I just you know I can't remember every every person I call out. But I know in private, I've you know I've called out presidents. I you know I all of them. Any government, any elected assist, uh, official, I believe should be held accountable. And there's always room for improvement. There's always room for them to open their eyes to another, uh, uh, you know, policy or, yes, perspective that involves other humans from, you know, different walks of life. Yeah, I mean, but it's a difficult, you know, thing to do, be a politician and try to please, you know, you're never going to please everybody, even as a human being. No. You know, you can't please everybody. and That's something you just kind of have to accept, you know. But when someone's politics, you know... um, Oof, just kind of set aside like a whole like people, you know, and a whole religion and anything like that. When it's that extreme, um, it's very worrisome, you know. Um, former President Barack Obama was very inclusive, you know, and it was so refreshing and it was so beautiful. And this is such a, you know, a contradiction to that now what we're experiencing so it's just a it's a shock to the system you know it's a shock to your mental state um i don't feel comfortable anymore you know in my environment and um it's just constantly like you know there's there's this fear that's starting to build and this worry that's you know really building and you know it's it it's just the not knowing what's going to happen and how much worse it can get and how bad it got so quickly, you know, like changing the world in a week is, uh, it's, it's a lot, you know, um, it's a lot to take in as a, you know, as a human being, um, as a, I guess a citizen. Um, so, you know, I, I try not to dwell on it too much. I do watch the news more, but I also it angers me and I told you this before like I don't really watch when he's on TV <clears throat> when President Trump is on TV just because I don't want to give him ratings because like you said it feels like a reality show <clears throat> so it's just it's unbelievable to me that this it's still unbelievable to me that this is our reality but it is yeah um, no it's I agree I agree with you and again that, that goes back to you know that goes back to the podcast itself I mean I, I would hate to turn this podcast into some you know, um, politically, uh, you know, yeah, but it's uh, hard to, to separate it from your, your life now because it's so like, no, I'm just keeping a watchful face. eye on things. So I'm just, you know, if I see something that needs to be needs a, a, a wrong, a, you know, in the words of, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, that Trump called out civil rights activist, what's his name? Frederick Douglass? No, no. Oh, John... John Lewis. <laughs> I'm having one of those moments. Sorry, people. Yeah, like John Lewis. When, when, when Brother John Lewis said, he was like, you know, if you see if you see something that's wrong, write it. You know what I mean? Stand, he, I'm paraphrasing. But in other words, you know, get out there and, 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 and protest. And I think it's important when people, when people say, uh, when they say stuff like, uh, 
uh, you know, they, they don't know why, you know, people are protesting, why have marches, why have demonstrations. That's the point. The point is you stand up for your beliefs. You stand up when you see something that's wrong or someone being wronged. That's the that's how th- that's how change happens. It's weird for me because I believe this and I've said this aloud. We've we've gotten lazy and we've got to a point where we're so com- are we that comfortable that we can actually sit back and challenge people from banding together, from assembly, from protesting. We, we're that comfortable now that and and things are that good that you no one wants or certain people in the world don't want change. And I think it's important. I don't care what side, left, right, middle, doesn't matter. You should challenge the system and challenge the people that's in, in play. If not, I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't get to the level of comfort that you're at now. Mm-hmm. Whomever that is. Any person that said <clears throat> that about protesting, they're that comfortable. You wouldn't be that way unless someone stood up. And so, you know, when I hear Stuff like, and I talked about this on on Cassius on the Cassius Morris show when I was recently a guest of. Um, we talked about Little Wayne, and there's a clip right here which I'll play. I don't don't have it queued up, so just bear with me. But it's a clip where Lil Wayne's talking about not ever experiencing racism. Have you heard about this? You told me about it. And was it when he was interviewed on like a, a night? Was it Nightline or yeah. something? Dateline, what is it? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. 2020, what was it? Yeah, no, it's a, you know, a news program. Here, let me just let me play the clip, and hopefully it's, I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm going to play it, people. Just bear with me because we don't have anything queued up. You know, this production here, no engineers, no producers. <laughs> you know, this is just the show. The show must go on. Let's see what we got. Major attention on Twitter. Here's ABC's Lindsay Davis. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Little Wayne. This is my pulse. He's a rapper whose lifestyle has all the trappings of a bona fide rock star. I'm going to marry him. He's my idol. Yo, wave change my life with you. Yeah. For the past three years, Nightline has been granted rare access to the... Rec- Hold on, I got to stop. Did you hear her? I'm going to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop it right there. <laughs> she was... She, wow, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I had to... Here, I got to see it, though. I just... I have to. Exclusive hip-hop. I have to. I have to. Oh, my God. To. This, is, this is too good. Is it? I lost it. Sorry, this is the production. He's a rapper whose lifestyle has all the trappings of a bona fide rock star. I'm gonna marry him. He's my idol. <laughs> Over the past three years, Nightline has been granted rare access to the reclusive hip hop icon, Lil Wayne. I'm a slave for your ear. I'll die to make what you hear great. Lil Wayne has been making music for nearly 25 years with hits like Lollipop. (laughs) So weird to hear that on a news show. A mogul discovering megastars like Nicki Minaj and Drake. Lil Wayne, born Dwayne Carter, was first discovered by New Orleans rapper Birdman, who quickly signed him to his record label Cash Money. After you make 
Wayne's first taste of mainstream success came with his electric verse on Juvenile's Back That Thing Up. His lyrics are crafty and calculating. All right, I think we get that. Let me see if I can get to that. I know how difficult it was to watch us come up with our pants sagging and our shirts all big and bandanas on. Does he really talk like that? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, throat. Huh? You want to clear his throat? I can't. Yeah. And rapping street yeah. things and talking about guns. Every verse was about how I would run in your house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how was that? I was in Tie Your Parents Up or something like that. And I was, I was, I sold He's cool. a million records in a, a heartbeat. It was about lyrics. Mm-hmm. It was just about, it wasn't about what you were talking about. It was about how you was talking about it. What do you say? But she's got it backwards. Okay. I get the whole heart thing, and I no, I get him. I was, I'm still into him. I like him. I don't, I don't mind the the his overall production and what he, you know, he, he lives in a completely different world. And God, and I said this on the Cassius Morris po- podcast. I keep saying that the Cassius Morris show. When I did his podcast, we talked about it, and I said, God bless him. Anyone that can can create their own reality and live within it. Where we're getting to this part, let's let's play it. Mm. To people who call your music vulgar, misogynistic, offensive, degrading. Um, no, if that's what you think about the music, if that's what you categorize it under, then so be it. All those things made me who I am, and I am a very successful man. Please keep looking out for more, because it's coming, baby. So your daughter, would you have any problem with her being called a or a hoe? Yeah, if they calling her a bitch, I have a huge problem with that. Yeah, but I've never called a certain female that I name out, unless I got a real big problem with a yeah. To say this father of four is controversial is an understatement. But the self-described gangster says he's often misunderstood. That would be the biggest misconception, that I'm some kind of rude, I don't know. And when they meet me, they're like, oh, you so humble, or whatever, whatever. But I'm from the South. I have to be respectful and everything like that because I have someone to answer to, and that's my mom. But Wayne doesn't really care what we think about him. He's unapologetic in just about every aspect of his life. What's your relationship with with weed? Every day? There's God, there's my family, there's my kids, there's music and weed. In that order? Yeah. So you get an idea of this guy. So if you didn't know him, let, let's say if you didn't know him, right? And you lived in Iowa, you lived in Texas somewhere, just far away. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you think? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not over there. You don't look too happy about him. I've never been a huge fan. Like, there's a couple songs that I find catchy, but I don't find him, like, really super talented. Um... I mean, I know a lot of people that do like him, but never really been my guy. He's on that different level stuff where he is a rock star. You know what I mean? So you go, you know, and rock stars live in a, they live in a just a completely different, different world. You know what I mean? Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's... That's the way he dresses and everything for sure. Like he's just—he's like on—he's 
you know, he's a character. He's he's playing that part, you know? Yeah. I don't know what he's like in real life. I don't know if that's how he actually is. You know what I mean? I feel like he's just always on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely a, a lifestyle. And within that lifestyle uh, lives his, that reality where he can block out, you know, the rest of the world. Well, I mean, his people, you know, it depends on who you surround yourself with. You know what I mean? Like he's, <clears throat> I think all people that are, that reach a certain level of celebrity, celebridum or whatever yeah. you call that, they just, they are surrounded by people and they do create this bubble for them. Like, well, until it goes away, until that bubble pops. I mean, we I just, mean, we were just watching a clip earlier uh, with uh, Jamie Foxx, who's playing uh, Mike Tyson in an upcoming uh, Martin Scorsese movie. And he talked about how uh, Mike Tyson was uh, 20 years ago when he knew him and how he knew him 10 years after that and saw the whole evolution to where he is now and just how he is a completely different person and how Mike talks about uh, how there's not vultures and sharks and 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 snakes around him. People always stealing and taking stuff from him or wanting stuff and now we can live a, a more honest open and free life and i think we've all witnessed that if you're old enough to know mike tyson unless you were just you know born in in 2000 and beyond you probably just see this mike tyson but the one before it i mean he lived a lifestyle you know probably 10 times yeah, but it takes Wayne. like a <clears throat> you know a tragedy sometimes for very a lot of i mean yeah. mike tyson's life is is is, is filled with tragedy tragedy mm-hmm. look at that see that that's how easy it happens. Sorry, guys. We're in studio, and uh, we've got monitors all over this studio. You know, this this is high-tech stuff, and right now... There are a lot of monitors. Yeah, yeah. Right you think I'm lying? <laughs> no, I just... Am I lying? It's funny that you, you know, say it. Like and, and one of the monitors on the on the studio wall, there's uh, the Super Bowl playing. You know, not that we have a, a dog in the race, but uh, I told you, I mean, Tom Brady's a dangerous dude, and it's five minutes to go, and... You know, but I guess by the time you hear this podcast, you'll already know the winner. Anywho, mm. back to this, uh, my point I was trying to make. So coming up right here is Lil Wayne's view on racism. His celebrity status has clearly shaped his perspective. Recently stirring controversy on Fox Sports when he said he personally doesn't see racism because so many of his fans are white. I thought that was clearly a message that there was no such thing as racism. There was a lot of backlash from people about that. Would you change it, what you said, or no, you still feel the all. same way? What's your thought on, on Black Lives Matter? What is it? What, what do you mean? The idea is that there's this movement called Black Lives Matter thinking that the rest of America didn't seem to understand that, that Black Lives Matter. It just sounds weird. I don't know that you put a name on It's not a name. It's not whatever, whatever. It's somebody got shot by police for up reason. I am a young, black, rich if that don't let you know that America understand black matter these days, I don't know what it is. Don't come at me with that dumb man. My life matter, especially to my. Do you separate yourself from it? I don't feel connected to a damn thing. That ain't got nothing to do with me. If you do, you crazy. You connected to this flag right? As I'm connected, I'm a gangbanger man. I'm connected. He ended our interview angrily. Lil Wayne is in the business of making music, not apologies. For Nightline, I'm yeah. Lindsay Davis in New York. Uh, Lindsay Davis, thanks for you know doing that interview. 
and putting up with that shit. But I mean, think, it's, it's. Do you think he was upset that he was like unaware of what was going I mean, on? He, he felt like he, like he, shamed or like embarrassed because he wasn't hip to what's going on, or mm-hmm. like I, the way he reacted, like it was just kind of like, why are you bringing this stuff at me? And I don't know. But that's just. Like, I, I don't think know was, anything about it. I think it was more. He probably <clears throat> felt slighted, or he felt like it was one of those "I got you" questions or. Something like I can't I can't read his mind, so I don't know. But I mean, you know, this again, he is the master of his world, and he's creating it. However, this is where I have an issue with it. When you have, I'm looking at his Twitter page, 28.8 million followers, right? Mm-hmm. Words start to matter, and what you do, how you, what you say, influences waves of people. You know, the girl was crying. We were making fun of. Emotionally, they're connected to you. You have influence. So when you say you're not a role model, or if you say you're not a politician, you know whether you know it or not, you are. There's and a it, responsibility there once you're in the limelight. And like not her, not saying that no you have what. to dress the role or be the role, but you need to be aware. Yeah. That these things do exist, whether or not you're a participant in it, that's fine. You don't you don't have you know it it, it is what it is. I mean, if you go back. If you go back to circa 1986-87 when NWA was coming up, right, they were aware of what was going on in the hood, right? They still build themselves as gangsters, but that's just because they knew that's what society looked at them as, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is before it was cool to be black, it, before it was cool to be in a quote-unquote uh, a musical gang, if you will. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was panned. It was ridiculed. La- we were laughed off stages. We were we were we were denounced by our, by not only um, outsiders in the hip hop commu- community, but also people in the black community um, uh, denounced N.W.A. Public Enemy and many uh, acts of that time. And only now they're revered. But at the time, uh, you know, even even Easy E. I mean, Easy E was mis- mistakenly given a invitation to the White House the George Bush White House, and went there and had dinner at the White House. Uh, I remember that plain as day, and I remember the headlines. And it was a, uh, you know, it, 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 he knew what it meant. He could have said, fuck that, I'm not a politician, and, you know, he could have still got the headlines by not going. But he knew the power of that image and the power of those headlines and, the, and and it's readers, people seeing him actually in the White House with Dickies on, with a Raiders hat, cut off finger gloves, and a pair of Lokes. You know what I mean? Black people weren't in the White House then. You kidding me? We weren't invited. There were no rappers, and it'd probably be a long time before MC steps into the the White House. But what I'm trying to say is, there is a responsibility, especially when black people are being shot and killed. When, when when women are being raped, when women are being taken out of their cars, when pe- women are being choked. I mean, you can pull up tons of videos, whether it be on Facebook Live or, or just on anyone's cell phone, of plenty of women and children that are just being abused by police. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, <clears throat> as in the words of Chuck D., on the uh, Martin Luther King speech uh, um, celebration, speech that he gave, you know, if if black lives don't matter, no lives matter. And that's just, the, that's the hard fucking truth. 
So a brother like this needs to realize because hopefully the day won't come where his bubble bursts. And then he'll realize that taste of racism. And he'll realize the world that is actually around him. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But not everyone has 28.8 million followers. Not everyone has whatever he has. I mean, go to his Instagram page. Go, Go to anything that he's connected to, how many millions of people. Not everyone has Lamborghinis and the ability to have tattoos on your face and say one minute I'm making all this money and in the same breath say I'm a gangbanger. Not everyone can do that, you know. There are a lot of, you know, 12-year-old and 15-year-old boys and girls that are connected to you that will break down and cry and say, you know, she that, that girl would do anything to be with him. Anything. It's weird. And that's that's power right there. But I mean, when you when you think about so when people, you know, when, when you're that comfortable, there's a reason why that brother's that comfortable. It's cuz someone was raped. Someone was lynched. Someone was murdered. And not only that, someone stood up and marched so he could be where he's at. I mean, he's so self-centered that he doesn't look at it. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't know it exists. And That's if he does, dumb. and if he does, if he does know, if he, if he knows that it, it did exist, he does not include it. And I'm not speaking for him, but I'm just saying there are people out there that will not include that in their, in their reality that they've built because they're that comfortable. That's my belief. I could be wrong, and I haven't had an opportunity to interview uh, Lil Wayne or, or or anyone of his, uh, you know, his pedigree. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it does exist. I mean, you go look at the pull up pull up the 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 articles that I emailed you. That link. It's up. All right. So you look at Nate. Just pull out a name. Read read any name. Just scroll scroll down. There. Uh, Reverend one. George Lee. Okay. So which which Reverend? Who is he? So one of the first black people registered to vote in Humphreys County used his pulpit and his printing press to urge others to vote. White officials offered Lee protection on the condition he end his voter registration efforts. But Lee refused and was murdered. Yeah. Killed. George Lee, Reverend George Lee, was at May 7th, 1955. Mm-hmm. All right. So Lil Wayne, here's the deal. It matters. When Kanye West is up there talking about, oh, he would have voted for Donald Trump, right? He would have, but he did not vote, right? Kanye West. <laughs> Let me pull up Kanye West real quick online. 27 million followers. Another brother. 27 million followers on Twitter. He follows one person, right? I'm not even going to click on that bullshit, <laughs> all right? I'm not even going to click on it. I'm not, you know... Im- I'm going to get worked up here for a second. Okay, pull up another name. He said he didn't vote. So for all the people that that are running around and they're saying, I'm not going to vote, right? I'm not going to vote. My vote doesn't matter. How many people did you hear this past election that said that? A lot. A lot of people, right? Yeah. It didn't matter. Just throw another name. Just scroll. Scroll. I'm curious to see what's on this page. All right. Indulge me. Scrolling. Uh, January 23rd, 1957, Montgomery, Alabama, Willie Edwards Jr. A truck driver was on his way to work when he was stopped by four Klansmen. The men mistook Edwards for another man who they believed was dating a white woman. They forced Edwards at gunpoint to jump off a bridge into the Alabama River. Edwards' body was found three months later. Welcome to Black History Month, people. All right? This is American Riddle. Okay. So when you say it doesn't matter... Okay, when you say black lives, no, you don't know what black, you're a rock star, or you're not voting, you're not exercising. This man was murdered for, for nothing. 
Okay, give me just give me another one. Um, Mac Charles Parker, April twenty fifth, nineteen fifty nine, uh, twenty three, was accused of raping a white woman. Three days before his case was set for trial, a masked mob <laughs> took him from his jail cell, beat him, shot him, and threw him in the Pearl River. Yeah. How many lynchings have gone on? How many brothers and sisters have been killed? How many brothers have been been wrongly accused? June 12, 1963, Jackson, Mississippi. Megger Evers, who directed the NAACP operations in Mississippi, was leading a campaign for integration in Jackson when he was shot and killed by a sniper at his home. At his home where his daughters live. At his home where his wife was. Where his children played, he was shot and killed right there in the front of his house. Medgar Evers. Think about Medgar Evers right now. One of the great civil rights leaders that you don't hear of. Slain, shot down. I don't even think anyone's ever ever convicted. I don't even I don't even know. The point is, it's open season. It's been open season. That's why Black Lives Matter. This isn't something that's new that's just been going on just because you see it on Twitter. You see it on the news. It makes the headlines for a day or two. We're right now we're on the birthday of Trayvon Martin. Okay? Trayvon Martin, who was, who was killed by, uh, um, what was it, the, 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 the Stand Your Ground Law in, in Florida, right? And that went down. He, so, yeah. You know what I mean? He, he was stalked and killed. 15-year-old. Wasn't he 15 or something like that? He was a teenager. My son's age. I mean, I I don't even know how his parents handle it. I don't know. And it goes on and on. We have a list in front of us. I mean, it goes on and on. You want to know about black history? Yeah, we we could pop off some names. We could pop off some names of Martin Luther King Jr. and talk about the I Have a Dream speech. Read me Emmett Till. Read me Emmett Till. Emmett Lewis Till, August 28th. 1955, Money, Mississippi. Tell them about Emmett Till. I don't have it here. Huh? It's on there. 14-year-old boy on vacation from Chicago reportedly flirted with a white woman in a store. He whistled, supposedly whistled at her. 14 years old, right? Three nights later, two men took Till from his bed, beat him, shot him, dumped his body in the river. An all-white jury found the men innocent of murder. Just recently, Google it. Just Google Emmett Till. Google it. You probably, some of you probably have already heard this, that the white woman in question uh, said she made up the story, made it up, uh, uh, certain allegations. I'll have to pull it up. I don't know if you can pull it up real quick. So I don't continue down this road of paraphrasing, paraphrasing um, the story, but she made up. Facts about it, about the situation that led to his death. So, I mean, come on, man. This isn't new. None of this stuff is new. And it, and it matters. All of it matters. When we're talking about the importance of standing up for human rights, black rights doesn't mean, black, black lives matter, obviously. It, we don't mean uh, uh, no one else's lives. We're not, we're not, we're not. Uh, shooting down anyone's life, excuse the pun. We're not. We we just want to know that we matter, and we're here. It, we stand. We black. Black. What's that? Black people. It's your computer. Why don't you? Turn, you <laughs> Sorry. 
Black, black people want the same thing that everyone wants. We, we want a chance. We want an opportunity. But then that takes me, and I don't want to go off into you know, a tangent. I don't want to go off into, way off into left field. But that goes off into what I talked about. I talked about it on Cash's podcast. I've talked about it here. When I talk about separatism. When I talk about separatism, I'm not talking about you know, when people, when, when in the past when people say, oh, the white man's the devil and to separate ourselves, we must set up our own government, have our own land, have our own businesses. I'm not calling anyone the devil. All I'm saying is there's some devil shit going on and the cost are black lives and not just black lives. There's the refugees. There's people from Syria. There's people from Chicago that's dying by the minute. There are people uh, in the Latino community. Uh, uh, there are people in the in the gay and lesbian community. There are people all over. There are white people that are being killed, that are being oppressed. What I mean by separatism, I mean to clarify it, and I'm I'm very serious about this subject. We must anyone who is oppressed should consider it should be part of the conversation to separate yourself from the government, the institute. Uh, the system that is doing the imp- oppressed. It's not that... It, it, I'm not the smart guy to figure this out. All I'm saying is it should be part of the conversation. Well, what does that mean, Malcolm? That's what you're thinking, Miriam Tazi. You're looking at me, but nothing's coming out. But I know that's what no, you're thinking. No, I'm thinking, I'm just, you know, what about changing the, the you know, it's it's more about making this, a change that is inclusive. Eh, you know? I don't believe that. Look, hundreds of years. How long has this country been here, right? This country was built on shit. It was built on it. Now, I'm not saying I don't love the country, but when your foundation was built on theft, on blood, right? Genocide. Think about that. What, what does that leave you? And the fact that there are millions of people that don't recognize it, Right? We just went to the African-American Museum, right? Mm -hmm. And it showed on the first level. If you ever go there, people, start at the bottom. Start at the first level, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And that's the the level uh, that's predominantly slavery. Mm -hmm. Within within that that first floor lies a – how long are we into this? Because I don't want to get too too deep. But uh, within that first floor – are the, 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 the a catalog of slave ships mm-hmm. and countries, countries, right? Okay, let me pull one up real quick. Just bear with me. Countries, and it shows the, mil- the, it shows the number of slaves that were on each ship mm-hmm. that shipped out the inventory, yeah. that shipped out, and then the inventory that actually landed. That made it alive. That made it alive. Not only that, it showed the calculation of the number of slaves that were, I guess you can, I guess you would say, exported from each country. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Or by like you had how many, how many people Portugal like transported? I guess exported. <laughs> Transport is like if you're on the love boat. You know what I mean? If you're taking a cruise or some shit, they Dang. stacked us up like like waffles. Mm, well. I mean, what the fuck is that? <clears throat> and this is something yeah. that, that, okay, when you're talking about the system, this is a system that doesn't even want to recognize. They'll put you in a museum, and it's a great museum. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful museum. But you have to go there to see that. I say, I say take it a step further. If you really want to atone for your sins, if you want to... to, to, to uh, uh, um, we want people to recognize that you are moving forward, but you 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 
you, you recognize your past. And on that, you're educating yourself so you don't make the same mistakes in the past. Those plaques should be on the floor walking up to the fucking Capitol. Those those plaques should be on the... Yeah, that the, instead of celebrities. On, on yeah. Those, those, yes, those those plaques. Well, maybe not Hollywood, but huh. it, yeah, it wouldn't... It wouldn't I'm 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 fine with that. The the walk the, the the way you have the Hollywood, um, what is it? Walk of uh, Stars or whatever it's called. What it was mm. Sunset Boulevard? No, it's not Sunset. It's Hollywood Boulevard where the uh, stars. I can't remember the name of it. Damn. But my point is, I think you know where the picture I'm trying to paint is. We should have in Washington D.C. walking through Georgetown all the way up to the White House, Pennsylvania Avenue, every name of every ship. And the number of slaves transported and exported, or whatever you want to call it, it should be. They do it. I believe I saw a documentary. Uh, I haven't been to Germany, but I believe Germany does the same thing with uh, every Jewish person that was killed uh, during the Holocaust. Their name is on the on the on the floor, on the ground. So when people are walking, they recognize and they they're in touch with their past. They're in touch with their past. Um, so let me let me just real quick. Sorry, I got to pull my head away from the mic. Um, and how, tell me, tell me how that impacted you when you saw that. Um, I mean, you know, I was, there was a lot to see. There was a lot to take in. Um, it was very emotional, actually. There were some moments where I was, you know, just, I was almost to the brink of tears, actually. There's a um, ship called the Good Intent, right? Left the United Kingdom on, uh, Christmas Eve of 1785, it had 51 uh, uh, slaves on it. 40 survived um, in Portugal. Uh, one left on uh, December 22nd, 1757. 189 slaves, 173 survived. Um, France, I can't, I can't pronounce the name of this uh, ship, but uh, it left with 100 slaves. 36 survived. Uh, that's one. There's one that was like 270 and one person survived. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I mean, you have to see the conditions that people were being brought in. Um, it was, you know, it's not a, it's not stuff that I didn't already know. Um, but but this is sobering know. when you see it. When, when it's you see right the there. amount, yeah, when you see it all, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it, it yeah, it's not just it's sobering. The, the Saint Michel, I'm sure I'm not. That's not how you pronounce it from France, um, but uh, it left uh, on December 10th, 1730, with 170 souls. One person, one slave, one human being, one African, one brother yeah. or sister, someone's daughter, someone's son. One lived out of 170 souls. So think about that and then tell me, do black lives matter? Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Huh? This is bigger than that, and there's tons of distractions. If you go on, if you go on Instagram uh, and look up Kanye West, if you go up on Instagram, look up Lil Wayne, or you look up uh, any hot chick, any hot chick, you know what I mean? Yeah, but his successes or their successes does not make up for that shit. You know what I mean? So, and especially if they don't recognize that they're, you know, one in a million. You know, in that sense of being able to have that kind of success and take it for granted and not take that responsibility seriously. That's the part that really bothers me. Um, and just kind of being completely selfish about it, you know? But uh, my, yeah. Okay. And they, they are, I mean, this is, but the, the distractions that I'm talking about 
are the things, of course, there's quote unquote fake news. There's plenty of stuff like that going on, both on the left, both on the right side. I mean, it's, it's, it's there. It's, uh, it's a, uh, it's something you have to use a filter and kind of sift your way to find what's important. Like, you know, if I'm on Instagram and I see that, uh, um, XYZ has X amount of followers and all they're doing is posting pictures of themselves, then they're caught up in their own distraction. No shit. No different than Kanye West. I no mean, this shit. this is a chick. Um, she's hot too. Drea Michelle. She's a very pretty actress. She's fat than a motherfucker. She has uh, 5.6 million followers. 5.6. 5.6 million followers. And she's a looker. But then there's other ones... Like I followed recently the um, um, the women's uh, global march, the women's march. They got three thousand followers, three thousand followers. Okay, it's you know, what are we doing? And I, I I have to I hold myself accountable. If I if I follow some hot chick or there's even some guys I follow that I admire for their athleticism. What is how you say it? athleticism? God, there's a few words I can't say. Well, people. Say caterpillar. I can't say that word. What's another one? Caterpillar. <laughs> Linoleum. Linoleum. What's another one? I can't say. It. I can't. It's cute. I can't. No, it's not cute. It's, it's cute. not cute. It sounds cute. No, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's just it's not. So my point is. Yeah, but I mean this this. You we know, have to we have to hold ourselves accountable. Think about our new president. How self centered he is. He's no, no. a perfect example well, of that. I mean, he talks we need, about himself we instead do. of talking about what the topic is for his speech. He well, talks I, about himself on his show. How it's not successful because he's not on it anymore. I'll say I, I would take Drea <laughs> Michelle over over Donald Trump, but I get it. You know what I mean? I get why there's so many selfies and pictures of one's sex butt, sells. and and I get that. You know what I mean? But we can't we can't be distracted to where you're where. And I hold myself accountable towards that too, because every 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 Drea Michelle that I follow, I need to follow five or six other uh, social activists um, uh, uh, online as well. So I, I'm feeding myself, and I start to weed myself out of that. Because if you get distracted and come election season, this, I just talked to my son; he's going to be 18 in the next presidential um, uh, election. Right? He he will be old enough to vote. You have to start educating the children and yourself because if not, you'll be distracted and they're counting on you not to participate. They're counting on you to have the mindset of a little Wayne or build that reality where you don't care, where you don't bother to say, hey, Miriam, you're going out to vote today in your local elections and then you know, state and local elections and then are you going out to vote in the presidential election? Are you going out – are you going to remind 10 or 20 other people and get them to those electoral hot spots? Not the ones that are outside, but you have to build that coalition and know exactly where those zones are. You have to educate yourself on that. If not, you're going to miss the mark, and that's what happened. Yeah, and then we're know. all dealing with what, what you're dealing with. You yeah, can't sit around. I, I hear you. you, you know? I mean, I just don't include myself in that because I'm not that easily distracted. I don't put that much value in social networking and all that stuff. But so this is it. I understand that that's powerful, but I'm just saying for me personally, I don't, I don't put it up on that you know, echelon, but I see that this country and the, this American culture, they definitely, it's definitely a big thing. And, you know, the fact that it's so powerful is, you know, even that sports has this much power and that celebrity has that much power. It's just, for me, it's, it's ridiculous to be honest. So, 
You know, like I have people that tell me, you know, oh, you know, I don't want to lose any information on my phone, blah, blah, blah. And for me, I'm like, there's people that don't have water, you know? And so it's like... Flint, Michigan. Even in America, there's people that don't have water, you know, and clean water. And so it's like... I don't understand why people, I understand that you want to be distracted. Like sometimes I can't bring myself to watch the news because I need to be distracted by something else. But there's a time and a place I still educate myself, you know, and I still know what's going on. I'm in the know. Stop pointing at the TV while I'm trying to have a conversation. That's actually a monitor. Okay. The monitor. Excuse me. Yeah. The, uh, no, I agree with you. I, like, I, I agree. So 100%. that's why it's hard for me to like, you know, to accept that. And I don't live my life like that. So, I'm not saying that I do it better. I just, that's just not the way I grew up, you know, and that's just not what I'm used to. And I see it and I've always been dis- disgusted by it. So I've never put that much value on those things. Like just how many followers someone has, but apparently it has so much meaning, which what the fuck does it mean? No, that's the, that's the distraction because again, it's just like KRS would say, KRS would come and he would, you know, uh, and I've noticed that a trend, uh, uh, with a lot of MCs when they come to shows, you know what I mean, and they'll 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 shout out the crowd, and it, it may be a small crowd, but it's the right crowd, and you took the time out of your your day. KRS One will be the first to say to come here and get some food, to get some knowledge, right. to educate yourself. Why you brought yourself want out that? here. They don't. They want the distraction. They, they, you can't they don't want to think. They don't want to use their noggin. Like what the hell is your good? Your, what is your they? brain good for then? Yeah. Why would they? Why? Yeah. Why would they? Because it 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 didn't it didn't fracture to be a better human being uh, it, to well, understand what the hell is going on to be aware of what they, is going on. They're a better human being in their reality that they've created and within that bubble, their reality, but it's right. not reality. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what, what you know? Again, it's the little Wayne thing. He lives in that reality. Now, granted, the the average person doesn't have the Lamborghinis, the jewels, the women crying over them, but. Uh, they do have that reality that they built, whether it be in 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 where they live, uh, the friends, the people they hang out with, associate with, and the social media. How quick are life. you to forget where you come from? People people live within those. It's it's not hard to do that. Today. Look at your Again. old family albums. Like, Again. give me a fucking break. Like, that's a joke. No one, you know, you it's made you who you are, but you can't forget. You say, look at the family albums. This is the family album. If you're if you're this phone, if if you're creating that world, and this is your world, it's fake though. It is. It is. But that's up to us. To educate them when you have an, an an opportunity, like I told brothers and sisters, they were they were they found out I went to this rally or that rally, and they're like, you know, trying to give me love, give me dap. But I said, don't do that. I was like, because I, I don't, I don't, I'm not supposed to get a big ups or shout out because of what you know what I'm doing or what I'm doing it for us for everyone. I'm not doing it to get accolades. I'm not doing it to get high fives. You know, that's not the point. Come join me if you believe in something. Come join me or invite me to one of yours. Let me know what's up. And I told them, you know, they're like, yeah, I want to go, but da 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 da. And I, the same thing with me. I, you know, I got a lot of work going on, trying to get to work, trying to stay in work. Well, but it's giving people a voice that don't have a voice. There, you know? there's, there's tons of opportunity, and when I can fit it in, I will, and I'll stand for you. So when people say that, I'm like, no, you don't, I, don't, I don't deserve a pat on the back. You know what I mean? If you believe in it and you're able to go up and stand out there, and stand up and speak up, and you couldn't make it, then you were there with me. That's what I tell them. And, you know, I'll keep really on going. It's hard to educate some people, though. You know, like, but you I know. don't want them to, th- I don't want, I don't want to try to educate someone who doesn't believe. 
You know what I mean? If they don't believe it, just because we don't share the same political views, that's one thing. You know what I mean? And believe me, I got lots of friends that that are are far on the right. I got some that are far on the left, and uh, you know, it doesn't. We don't always agree. Doesn't mean we can't be friends as so long as your beliefs aren't jeopardizing the basic, the human rights, God-given rights of this earth. Once you once you challenge that, then then of course I would have to question the people that I've surrounded myself with. But I've I've been pretty fortunate that you know people, my conservative friends and my very liberal friends. Uh, the, the true ones aren't uh, extremists in any way, far as racism or bigotry or, or hatred towards anyone because of their race or sexual views. But uh, I mean, you know, it's all important, no matter what side you are. And we have to. And I think right now, again, I'll say, we need to see this process through, see every process through. But time will tell, and uh, hopefully, nothing catastrophic, you know. Uh, we, you know, happens, um, you know, w- within the climate we're in, you know, I don't want to see anybody built, burning buildings down, breaking windows and all that bullshit. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to see any of that during a, during a, a demonstration, but, you know, we have to stand up. We have to speak up when we see something that's wrong. It's important. And, uh, it is important for us to continue to educate one another. And, and hold each other accountable. That's that's. Uh, I think that's paramount. Mariam Tazi. Woo! <laughs> that was a mouthful, off the top. Yeah. I'm- but again, I mean, this is the podcast, and this, you know, again, if if there's stuff that I find, I think that I have something to get off my chest and talk about. I will try to continue. Um, and try to get back into a, uh, you know, a, a, a rhythm. A, a rhythm, yeah, a rhythm in, in, in producing. Uh, and, and you know, there, I've talked about it closing out 2016 about a few few uh, subjects uh, that I do want to tackle on the Larry Smith podcast. Are you still working on that stuff? Uh, yeah, I've got plenty of notes. I've been trying to nail down a couple guests um, to 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 uh, expound on the subject. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. If not, I'm going to do it solo. Uh, you know, I'm fired. No, Got no. It. I mean, I mean, I mean. You know, well, you'll have a party, and I'm just saying, <laughs> just without the guests, so to speak, the, oh. the, the added guests to the podcast. But I mean, this is a podcast that I've got to start um, using the mics. I mean, if I can get these guys to sign these uh, microphones and stuff, and I'm up close and personal, I just need to hit the record button and say, "Can you say a couple words?" Yeah. You know, I got to get, I got to get better at that. You know. I got to get, uh, uh, I got to start exercising that muscle because uh, I'm right there up close and personal with everyone. Oh yeah, because see, for me, like to even meet any of these people, I would just be like, the, you know, I wouldn't know what to say. And now you've gotten to a point where you're comfortable meeting certain people, you know. And um, once you get that comfort, then you can start getting the confidence. Yeah, I'm cool. To, I mean, like, I mean, I know. went to I went to see uh, Morris Day in the Time recently. Mm-hmm. I was I was a little um, taken aback meeting him, but really? the cool thing was I was in I was in I didn't have tickets to the event, and I just walked right up. And, That's because uh, your brother hooked you up. No, I didn't actually. He didn't. I got there before him, and as he arrived, I was walking up, 
and uh, the Howard Theater just recognized me because I wear the, pretty much the same get down every time I go. I got the, you know, I wear a Detroit baseball. Well, you're also cap. comfortable with the environment. You go there all the time now. So I'm the only. I'm the, I'm the only brother that even walks. Even the bodyguards or the the guys at the door are just like, hey, Malcolm. That's what it is. They just let me in. <laughs> I mean, a lot of that's due to Grandmaster Cats. But that's awesome. We're we're there all the time, and they even you know shouted him out. There's like, where's Cats? You know, uh, I didn't even know I was going at the last minute. But I mean, to see Morris Day in the time, I mean. And he's getting ready to be on the Grammys with Bruno Mars. He's doing a uh, a big uh, show because you know Bruno Mars is basically you know Morris Day, you know thirty years ago or so. So I mean you know, and there's a very good if you like if you don't know who Morris Day is in the time if you haven't seen Purple Rain I know you know Prince that's a household name rest in peace but um, if you if you haven't seen Purple Rain to understand the relationship of Morris Day and Prince and their their come up. Uh, you should watch. Just Google uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They produce everyone. You name it, they 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 produced them. Hit after hit, decade after decade. But Google and you should watch it too. Uh, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. Uh, it's a Red Bull um, lecture. Oh, cool. Lecture. Just just do Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Red Bull on YouTube and watch it. And they go into the history. Of how close Morris Day and Prince um, uh, were together, and how influential they were to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And if you're sitting in this podcast and you don't know who Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis is, just Google. I won't tell you to leave Earth. I used to say that, <laughs> but I won't tell you that. Miriam used to get on me for saying that, so I'm not saying it's aggressive, that. Aggressive, you know. But Google them and learn them and understand the artists and groups and solo acts that they've produced. And you know what they say in this lecture is is powerful for for, for artists from all over. It doesn't have to be just music, but you'll see the relationship and you'll connect the dots. So, me being in the presence of Morris Day recently was was amazing, and I didn't really realize how close him and my brother were. You know, we we're hanging out at the bar and just joking around, and I mean, it was it was surreal because I told Morris to his face, I was like, "Yo, I had a Public Enemy T-shirt on that night," and I said, "Uh." I said, man, uh, you know, back in the day, I was blasting this, and I was pointing at my PE shirt, and Run DMC, and Houdini, and Fat Boy. I was just rap music. I was rocking. And my brother was rocking you in print, and it was a contest to see who would blast out who. And I was like, he won every time. <laughs> every time. He would go louder and longer. Every time. The funk. And I guess it goes back to what you said, the roots. Yeah. The roots, it always begins and ends at the roots. And speaking of roots, we'll close out. I was hoping to hit this early on, but Miriam Tazi uh, got me worked up. And, uh, you know, this is the only podcast. The only podcast has been blessed by Rakim, Chuck D. Who else? Chi Ali. Chi Ali? <laughs> I mean, you don't know Chi Ali. Again, Google Chi Ali. Chi Ali and EPMD, and, right. and it's grown. We, we've been we've been touched, right, right. Yeah. And we we have something. Miriam Tazi. Last time we did the podcast, I think it was last time we did Rock Him Speaks, where we we did a verse. I read a verse. What do you it? got for us? Oh, we're doing it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have like I just give me a two verse. Songs. Who you got? 
I get, I picked two songs. I'm not playing songs. You gotta I have know, a verse. I'm not gonna. You want me to read, read the verse? Just a verse. What do you got? I gotta read the verse Who's like the verse? they they do it. You don't have to. You're so, reading it. So I picked Chi Ali and EPMD. I couldn't oh. pick. I couldn't just pick one. Why? I want to know your thought process. I just. I went with Chi Ali first, and then I was just well, like... Well, give me a taste of it. Give me, you don't have to sing it. You don't have to rap it. I just want to hear the lyrics of Chi Ali. That's why it's called... Or this right, one's called... But I went called, with like one of his first songs. That, it doesn't not matter. the first song. I just want to know... The, I want to hear... The, the, the whole point of Rakim Speaks, this segment that we're create, creating, it's evolving people. So bear with me. The whole point of the segment, once it's evolved, is to showcase lyrics a style if you will in this case it was it, it, well it, at first it was going to just be rock called rock him speaks but now within every podcast i would like to highlight someone who's actually touched the mic of the american riddle podcast so we have quite a uh quite a uh looks like the uh uh patriots just won the super bowl <laughs> ain't that something um looks i told you didn't I tell you what could happen? Huh? He fucked up Hotlanta. I missed it all because my back is facing the well, monitor. Well, the beauty of it is you can hit rewind. Yeah. That's... And it is a monitor. <laughs> it is a monitor. So the, the po- my point is you the um... – <laughs> that's something else right there, man. Huh? I mean, got right in. I told you how dangerous Brady and company can be. I told you. I told you, man. You give these guys a few minutes, and they've been down this road before. Atlanta's going to be upset. Oh, are you kidding? They were, celeb- they were celebrating a quarter ago on social media. And I was like, my, my brothers out there, look at them. My brothers out there that, that were, that, that uh, turn that up. Let me hear that. My, I have to well, get- maybe not. No, let's just let's stick to this. Uh, oh, my God. My brothers out there, I was like, don't celebrate too early. Don't celebrate because Brady is dangerous. And when they get that talking to at halftime, it goes down. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, like I said, getting back to – sorry. Getting back to this. The whole point is to to showcase some of the lyrics, the bars. I just don't know where to start because the whole song is good. Just give me me a bar. Give me a verse. You can start in the beginning if you want. Just give me a rhyme. Just, but you're not going to rhyme it. You're, you're reading yeah, it. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's just difficult to do. I know. How you think I felt? But just yeah. What's All the right. name of the song? Age ain't nothing but the number. I had to go there when he was younger. And what, why why is why is it nothing but a number for the people that don't know Chiali? What do you mean? Why why is that so special in Chiali's world? Why is he, why is age? He started fucking young as shit. That's what I was trying to get to. To people don't know listening, someone who's listening probably doesn't know who the hell Chi Ali is. So we're trying to paint a picture. I have, I mean, I have the song pulled up too, if you want. But all right, so she's she's probably not going to read it, people. So she's got. I just don't know where to start because you know he starts with a KRS One sample in the beginning, so I can't I can't do that because everyone's going to know that, and it's not Chi. Are you playing it? I'll just play it. So steady, so here we go. 
I'd rather talk to woman. Oh, wow. You're actually singing on the mic. Are you kidding me? This song, let me tell you something. My son sings this verse right here. That right there is all you would have had to do. That's all you had to do is just do that verse right there. That is lyrics. That is Chi Ali Speaks in the, from the, in the form of the Blastmaster KRS-One. You know what I mean? The girls look so sweet. Right? But their brain isn't ready. I'd rather talk to a woman because her mind is more steady. Well, I mean, that says it all right there. Right? <laughs> Chi Ali speaks, a la KRS One, an homage or homage, <laughs> as Mariam Tazi says. As many people say homage. I just, I could be wrong. I say homage. I don't oh know. I, a lot of people do say homage. Let's play. Let's sit here. So here we go. A little girly, listen to me. Stop giggling and kissing to me. Try to refrain from playing the childish games. And from your notebooks, please erase my name. Kill the love letters, cause yo, you're living lame. I'm making records, my head didn't go as well. Chiali is just too advanced for show and tell. Don't get offended, there's no need for insecurity. Age is but a number, it's all about maturity. So don't think I'm dissing, I'm educating. Until I think you're ready, I'm waiting. But now I'll reach it like a book, I must delve. Boyfriend after boyfriend, and you're not even 12. What's your rush? You don't need to debate. Honey, save yourself a cheat, and I'll be worth that wage. Two or three years, don't be pressured by your peers. Surrender, and you better be prepared to shed tears. Remember, mom, and the things you learned about. Cause I don't need a girl who's 14, I'm burnt out. Take my advice, think twice. In order to be with Chi Ali, you have to pay the price of being older, mature, a woman I'll endure. And if you try to diss me, I'll play you for sure. How old was he when he did this? Years or more, but for now, remember that the. Uh, 14, 15? 14. Chi Ali. Yep. We, we, uh, where was that when we hooked up recently? I forget which show it was now. The EPMD? I don't know. But Chi Ali was back there. Chi Ali signed them, one of the mics, and that's what's up. And that's Chi Ali Speaks. What was the other one you had since you couldn't decide what's the name of the song you got? Oh, I did uh, EPMD, Let the Funk Flow. Oh. <laughs> that's right. Let's see what we got for the people. Mm. Bear with me, people, because I, you know, I thought she was going to. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't. It's just. You don't I have feel to like rap. it's disrespectful. Yeah, but it's, it oh. sounds whack if I'm reading it when they can, like... Yeah, but the whole point is, you remember, I can't remember who did it on Saturday Night Live. I think it could have been Adam Sandler or one of the guys would read uh, songs and stuff. It's kind of like a parody, if you will. And you would just read it in yeah, a straight voice. I feel voice. like it's almost insulting it. I it don't want to insult fun. it. It's fun. In my mind, it's fun. Yeah, in my you. mind. Because I'm going to get different people to do it, whether it's Grandmaster Catch, Greg Gilmore. I'm going to get people to read lyrics. It could, it could be just be as simple as a hook like that, or it could be bars. Bars, Miriam oh Tazi. God. Okay? You're going to do it. You're going to do it, and you're going to like it. <laughs> EPMD, y'all. On a world, world premiere. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, are you going to start rapping? Hey, man. You don't, even, you don't want me to go there. I got skills. 
know what I mean? Relax while I relax, relax while I'm or you can just max. It really doesn't matter, just stay the hell back. Popping much junk, not a time has erosion. I pick your card and your name has been chosen. Not all about my mapping or the stick up scene. You know what I mean? I'm the PMG in the place to be. Block rhyming and locking around the tick tocking. Suck a steady clock and at the same time jocking. So a brother like MD takes a chill and lay low. Hypnotize your girl while the funk flow. Hypnotize your girl. I keep me pumping just like Getty. Use the same fuel as Mario and Dreddy. Kicking buttons up beginning all the way to the end. He drives around no matter what we win. I come fully equipped. With the mic on the my mic head, on my head. Trick you, there's no time to split. Cause when it's time for some action, trick one of my jacket, do a spin, grab my nuts, and start taxing. Let the MCs know that I shock like lightning. They mess with the E double E. That sounds fire, sounds fire, sounds fire. So let the phone let the phone All dope. All dope. Yeah, I mean, there's two awesome songs. I mean, these, these songs are just, these are, these are iconic, iconic figures. EPMD from the, uh, Strictly Business album, their debut album. What do you say? I know you. <laughs> debut. Uh, I think I was born. Seriously, wouldn't you think like my past life I was probably like from someplace else? Huh? Or I could just. Yeah, you're a foreigner. You know? It's okay. Because I'm just ass backwards. But yes, they, they, I mean, you know, if you're not hip to EPMD, definitely, you know, put them on the plate, put them in rotation if you haven't listened in a while. Chi Ali, throw him in the on the playlist. Who did you think I was gonna pick? I thought you'd go rock him, maybe Chuck D with the climate, but I didn't know. That's why I told you I said pick one out of the you know out of the ones mentioned. Mm. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, so did you pick anything? No, it was that was that for was you to for- do. I did rock him last time, so next time I'll probably pick one, and then or I might throw one on you. But you got to be ready. Yeah, well, you got to know how to do it, Mariam Tazi. Mm-hmm. Got to know what's up. I don't know what's up. I just picked two great songs. They're dope. I've had these on rotation on mixtapes for a very long time. This is dope. So, yeah, uh, I was telling Mary Mitazzi in closing a couple things you want to check out. Okay. You got to be a fan of a shirt, certain uh, genre or genre. <laughs> <laughs> or genre. <laughs> yeah, as Mary Mitazzi says. That's how it's supposed so to be. You pick said. which one you think I say. Genre. Yeah. <laughs> Genre. But inside joke. Sorry, guys. It's terrible, isn't it? Just the worst joke ever. And you, you endorse it by laughing. Because, because, I mean, it's just funny when I, I hear people say things. I don't know. It's just a language thing. My parents have deep, deep accents. So I am entertained by how they say certain I'm just, things. I'm, I was never, I'm a linguist. I was so never, for me, anything that's like off when it comes to language is... Very entertaining to me. I was never diagnosed uh, dyslexic, but I see things, and one of the things when I see genre, I see I see genery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, genery, but it, it just could nothing be nothing to do with dyslexia. That's you know, I'm a moron. <laughs> no, you know, as my son says, I'm a nimrod. You know? No, that's not it. It's but uh, there's a couple things you have to be a fan of to watch these films uh, that I'm going to recommend in closing. If you get a chance, uh, watch uh, Santa. What is it? Clarita, is that how you pronounce it? Diet is a Drew, Drew Barrymore uh, film. That uh, is it a movie or is it oh, a show? Is that how you pronounce it? Right. Yeah, Santa Clarita. Yeah. Diet. Yeah, 
It's good. Is it a show or a movie? It's, it's a TV show on oh. Netflix. Oh. It's about a half hour per episode, so it's not a big investment. If You'll spend more time looking for something. But if you're a fan of you, – you specifically have to be a fan of Dexter. If you watch Dexter on – I think it was on Showtime. Huh? Uh, and Dexter was about so. a. He was about a. He was a. Uh, what was the guy? Forensic scientist, right? Yeah, I mean, in like the blood, specifically more in like blood splatter and things like that, like being able to. But read he was. And- he was a. His true. His true passion. His true life. He was a uh, serial killer. Yeah, he was a serial killer. But he would try to justify it. And, and he had a moral code. He sure. Say. Yeah, but he would kill people, and it was horrible. It was a, you know more of a dark twisted comedy i guess this one's more of a it's more of a comedy with dark elements you know so it 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 definitely addresses itself as a comedy with the music and the theme song and stuff like that and the pacing of it but it's, it's drew barrymore i mean that's america's sweetheart you know she's as american as apple pie right i mean what's more Everyone loves Drew Barrymore, right? Which yeah, better than that? And it's got my man, um, what's his name? I don't know, man. I Timothy, haven't watched the show. Uh, oh, Oliphant. Oliphant. Yeah. <laughs> he said Oliphant earlier. Yeah, yeah that's why. I'm, he... You know, I, I tear up. I, I, I wrestle with the English language. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, you know, you shouldn't. You know, <laughs> don't do that. People get so offended. My parents do too when I make fun of their English. But... I don't get offended. I care less. I make fun of myself all the time. That's why I mean I go off the top when I do this podcast because mm. you know I tell people no editing nothing like that it's off the top that's how we get down that's how our, our get down is but yeah he's he's fabulous I mean I was a big fan of his work when he did um, the television show Justified mm. you know I always said I want that brother if you if you're gonna remake something right you need to remake Dirty Harry and cast him in it as the and have Clint Eastwood even direct it just kind of pass that baton. I would love to see him play um, Harry Callahan. And I would set it back in the 70s. You know what I mean? I would make a comedy of it. I'd make a full drama starring him. But this this is a TV show. It's a comedy. She's basically like Dexter. But she's not a serial killer. She's actually... she She's a zombie. Like, she, she dies somehow, I guess. She has this fit and she throws up like 12 gallons of puke. And they show it. In the um, in the light of you know of uh, of uh, or in the style of Monty Python, where it's just throw up, just coming out. So it's almost it's comical in its own way, but it's, it's nasty too. Uh, at the same time, and then she, she uh, he the the husband um, played by uh, Timothy Oliphant. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Uh, he's trying to figure out you know what's wrong with his wife, and then she's all of a sudden craving raw meat. And then the raw meat craving turns to bloodthirst, and so she goes out and and he's just she's a zombie or a vampire. She, um, it's like one of the all, but she oh. her body doesn't change. In, at least it hasn't changed. She looks like her regular self. She doesn't have a heartbeat or anything like that. But uh, it's it's a funny movie. It's very quick. It's paced very. Each episode is paced very. It's quirky, you know, and it's, it's a funny. It's show. kind of a family dark comedy. It's weird in its own way. You know, we might have to watch an episode so I can see your reaction. <laughs> That's good. And I recently saw, I tried to wait for you, Miriam Tazi, but I went to see M. Night Shyamalan split. And I will say this right off the top. This is a movie, I think, if you enjoyed his last, um, his last film. What was the name of it? I don't know what his last one was. I don't remember. 
the one where the kids went to stay over their grandpa's grandma's oh, house, but yeah. it wasn't their grandma and grandpa. It was That's the right. Shit. I forget what that one was called. The visitors or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> the visit. The visit. I like the visit a lot. And you know, Shyamalan, he made his he made his debut in with uh, what? <laughs> you had your hands debut. Did I? Yes. With the Sixth Sense. Yeah. And he did The Village. He did one of my favorites, which which people didn't like, uh, Lady in the Water. I love The Happening. I'm a fan of his work. Unbreakable. I mean, he uh, signs. I mean, but let me just say this. If you're a fan of M. Night Shyamalan, you'll like it. If you're not, you're going to still like it. But if you've seen all, and i got to put it in quotes, all of his movies... That's the only spoiler I want to give. Do not read. Do not read anything about it. I'll see it again if you want to see mm. it. Because um, mm. <laughs> I don't mm. know. If you- <laughs> Turn her mouth up. Mm. <laughs> I have to. I mean, the, um, the African with attitude. I got to have a little attitude yeah. in this. Yeah. The Okay, if you're a fan of all, all his okay. work, it's very important that you understand this. This is... Crucial to the film itself because the end, you know, Shyamalan's known for his twist, but you have to be a fan and you have to, you, you would have to have seen all of his movies. That's all I can say. Do not read, do not go online, do not look at his Twitter, do not make any moves on this if you're a fan of his work. Just go see it, and I guarantee you're going to love this film. Even if you don't. Even if you don't, you know, haven't seen all his films, it's still a very good horror film. Very, very well made. Um, it is, uh, it is uh, well paced. Very scary. It's, it it st- stars James McAvoy, and he has twenty three personalities. Wow, split personalities, all different. All have a different toothbrush. All. I mean, and his he, acting it, must have been holy shit. Amazing. He'll change, and his face changes, right? And it, it just at a drop of a dime. And each one, male, female. One, I think, I think one has diabetes. One, and and his his doctor is like saying how she's trying to prove to other doctors and people that this exists. People are trying to say that it's, it's not physical, meaning you your body doesn't change. And she's like showing them all this data that there was one person that had split personalities and they couldn't see, mm-hmm. and the other personality could and develop sight. And it's fascinating. I mean, it's just it just goes on and on, and the, 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 each personality its depth. But within that, uh, one of those personalities kidnap kidnap kidnaps. <laughs> Jesus, did you hear that? Yes, I definitely heard. That. It's like my lips went over my mouth and I couldn't. <laughs> Ah, I'm a moron. So one of the personalities kidnaps a girl? Three. Three girls? Yeah, three teenagers. Oh. And holds them captive. And uh, throughout the film, it leads leads you down a road um, uh, uh, that uh, ultimately reveals what his plans are for each of them. Mm. Uh, And it's, it's, it's a very suspenseful thriller, full of emotion Full of uh, heartbreak uh, and full of horror, uh, uh, coming up to a, a very uh, climactic end uh, to reveal M. Night Shyamalan, the writer and the director's true intention. 
So yeah, what's so funny? What the? How you're talking right now? <laughs> so dramatic with your pauses and what you're emphasizing. I'm telling you, I, I love the film, and I, I, I do. I, I will more than happily uh, see it again. Uh, I mean, the end alone. I, I was beside myself in the theater. I was like cheering, yes, cheering it. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I was, I was. Over the moon, and when you if you, I'm do glad s- you enjoyed it so much. That's awesome. I did. I'm so happy for you. I did. I did. <laughs> Said I missed it. Yeah, well, I tried to hold out. I mm. tried. You, you even asked, but I was like, ah, you know, saving movies. It's just a time issue. It's hard to do, man. Hard to do. But uh, those are two things on my radar. So if you get a chance to see uh, the Netflix uh, series starring Drew Barrymore and Timothy Offalant, um, <laughs> Offalant, <laughs> no. say it, say it. <laughs> Offalant. Elephant. <laughs> Elephant. <laughs> Woo! That's what's up, people. I think I've held you captive long enough with my <laughs> ranting mispronunciations and just just mindless ramblings. But you know, it all begins with the roots. You know what I mean? That's where it begins and ends. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but you always go back to the roots, just like the New England Patriots did in the Super Bowl. That's why they're the champions. Love it or leave it. Domino, motherfucker. The American Riddle Podcast. Malcolm Riddle. I know you know him. I'm that guy that says Domino, motherfucker. Riddle. The American 